Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Fat Chat. I'm Lori Boxer of Weight No More Diet Center. Uh, I want to talk uh, this week about uh, PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. Uh, I see a lot of girls and teens who have PCOS, and most don't even know they have it when they first come in to meet me. Not only are these girls overweight and unhappy, of course, but almost always by the time they get to me, they've really been through the ringer. And, and what do I mean by that? I'm, I'm going to get to that in a minute. First, in the simplest terms, PCOS is a health condition linked with both hormone imbalance and insulin resistance. Women with PCOS have greater chances of developing you know, several serious health conditions, but note, specifically, it is the number one cause of infertility issues affecting women of childbearing age. The hormones involved in controlling a girl's uh, periods, you know, her menstrual cycles, and of course, ultimately reproduction, are produced in the pituitary gl gland located in the brain. Now, in PCOS, two of these hormones, luteinizing hormone, or LH, and follicle-stimulating hormone, or FSH, are produced in proportions that are off-kilter. The imbalance of these two hormones prevent the follicles which are the egg-containing structure in the ovary, one of which should grow monthly to release an egg. But the imbalance of these two hormones prevent the follicles in the ovary from developing properly. They tend to uh, remain small, and they don't mature enough to release an egg. So as a result, a string of small follicles forms on the ovary, like little pearls, you know, giving rise to the, you know, to the characteristic polycystic ovary. And if you go to, um, you can uh, go to my website, you can see a picture of it there. All human beings have both female and male hormones. The dominant female hormone is estrogen and the dominant male hormone is testosterone. I think everybody knows this. These hormones need to be balanced in our bodies. Now, polycystic ovaries contribute to the hormonal imbalance because if the ovaries aren't working correctly, they aren't releasing enough estrogen into a girl's you know, bloodstream, but they are increasing production of male hormones uh, collectively called androgens. And there is more than one male hormone, but for now, let's just assume it's testosterone because everybody knows that name. So this in turn is responsible for not only irregular periods, but also the male patterns of acne, increased hair, hairiness on the face, chin, neck, and other regions, which is called hirsutism, head hair loss or thinning, weight gain, and a host of other symptoms because of the, because of the male dominance of hormones in the woman's body. Now, in my opinion, again, based on just based on all my years of experience, PCOS is too often not diagnosed early enough because parents and moms most often, let's face it, the moms are the ones that are uh, very in tune, uh, you know, with their daughter's uh, health and medical issues. Uh, they the moms are they're not aware of it or they never heard of it. They therefore go through a very long, you know, hunt and peck, you know, throw shit up against the wall to see what sticks process in a desperate attempt to deal with the symptoms of PCOS one at a time as they present themselves, but not really understanding what's going on. So in so doing, the diagnosis of PCOS is put off for way too long. And, and I just want to talk specifically and show you why this is the case. Number one, irregular periods. Okay. For young girls with irregular periods, um, you know, especially, and this is first noticed because when a girl starts menstruating, obviously she might start already having irregular periods, the pediatrician will send them to a gynecologist who will put them on a birth control pill. 
first of a low dosage, and then when that doesn't work, the pill prescription will change from one to the next in an attempt to adjust the hormone levels. So as hundreds of moms and daughters have told me over the years, this process can take well over a year or more uh, as the doctor and the patient tries to find the pill that's just right for them. Okay, so now the, the irregular periods means the mom go, takes to the, to the pediatrician, the pediatrician refers to the gynecologist, and all the while the girl's PCOS is still not being diagnosed. Number two, the weight gain, all right? And while the birth control pill game is going on, the girl starts to gain weight. Weight gain in girls with PCOS is usually rapid and most often without a change in food intake. In other words, a girl can just be eating the way she normally does, no worse, no better, and she starts gaining weight rapidly. Now, most of my clients say their weight gain came out of nowhere. They're puzzled, they're frightened, they go to, you know, on one quick fix diet after another, or nutritionist, they exercise, nothing halts the weight gain. And because as I said earlier, their male hormones are more dominant, their weight gain is coming on in a male pattern, meaning fat deposits around the waist, you know, the tire in the middle, the upper body, uh, meaning the broadness of the upper chest, the shoulders and the arms, the combination of elevated uh, male hormones and elevated insulin causes rapid weight gain. And the fatter the girl gets, the more insulin resistant she becomes, the more abnormal her hormone ratios become, and the more fat she gains. It's a terrible, vicious cycle. So now, in addition to being on birth control pills in an attempt to uh, regulate the girl's menstrual cycle, a mom now attempts to put her daughter on a diet and most often simultaneously, you know, signs her up for the gym or exercise or dance classes, anything to keep her daughter physically active. And all the while, the girl's PCOS has still not been diagnosed. And then there's the facial hair, okay? So the male pattern of excess facial and body hair starts to present itself. Again, in a male pattern, hair is often dark and coarse and grows on the chin, uh, the cheeks, the upper lip, the chest, on the stomach, the inner thighs, the back, the buttocks. This excess hair is called hirsutism, H-I-R-S-U-T-I-S-M. So what does a mom do for her daughter who's terribly miserable and unhappy? Well, first comes the attempt to, to self-treat the facial hair removal with many of the common over-the-counter you know, hair removal products. And sometimes girls are doing this on their own for, for quite some time before they even tell their mom about the problem that they're having with this facial hair. So this goes on for a year or more. Uh, you know, the, the girl is trying to do this on her own. Then she tells her mother. And all the while, the girl's PCOS still has not been diagnosed. So then at some point, the girl and her mother see that the over-the-counter hair removal products, are, the efforts are in, you know, in futility. So the mom brings the daughter to an electrologist for attention to the facial hair issue. Now, electrologists are, are wonderful, um, but it's a, very, it's a long process on the one hand. And on the other, it cannot correct the underlying problem. So the girl begins the electrolysis regimen, and all the while, the PCOS is still not being diagnosed. Then comes the body hair. 
So the girl is now on, you know, the prescribed birth control pills and attempt to manage her hormones to regulate her menstrual cycles. She's attempting to do one diet after another in an attempt to lose weight. She signed up for personal training or exercise classes or sports activities in an attempt to either lose weight or prevent more weight gain. She's going to an electrologist for the long process of uh, facial hair removal. But the body here, specifically in this case, the chest, the stomach, inner thighs, back, although the buttocks are also effective, is growing, and the girl is very self-conscious and unhappy. So what does a mom do for her daughter? She makes appointments for regular waxing treatments to remove the body hair, and all the while the PCOS still has not been diagnosed. And then comes the acne, all right? Somewhere along the way, excuse me, during all the attempts to treat the other symptoms, the acne presents itself. Now, I don't mean the usual, you know, quote unquote, period pimple or two that all girls get every month. Girls and boys get acne differently. PCOS is almost always accompanied by acne in a male pattern, not only on the face, but on the forehead, chest, and back. Acne in PCOS is typically far worse than simple, you know, adolescent period pimples the week before a girl's menstrual cycle. The acne is often large, painful, inflamed cysts that look and feel, you know, like boils under the skin. So what does a mom do for her daughter who is suffering with acne that they can't seem to control with any over-the-counter products? She brings her to a dermatologist. Now, barring an unusual or highly extraordinary circumstance, the dermatologist will start with topical treatments first because, of course, it's not invasive, it's less painful, and it's no doubt less expensive to start small, so to speak. So additionally, before moving from one mode of treatment to the next, time has to be given to gauge effect and process, excuse me, effect and progress of each application, and all the while the PCOS is still not diagnosed. So when the topical protocol doesn't work or is not too effective, the move to other treatments, most commonly uh, laser procedures, begin. Now this too, of course, is a process, a series of treatments that can last for some time, and all the while the PCOS is still not being diagnosed. Next comes the depression. Okay. At this point, try to imagine how a girl feels, especially when she's in her teens or a young lady in her 20s. Try also to imagine how her parents feel. They're desperate to help their daughter and are pained to see her so unhappy. Her gynecologist put her on birth control pills to try to regulate her cycles, and it too often doesn't. She's been on one diet after another, gone to nutritionists, signed up at the gym, taking exercise classes, doing sports, etc., etc., becoming obsessive about trying to stop the weight gain. She's tried eating minimally, and some even tried the binge purge route, and nothing works. She's going to an electrologist for facial hair removal. She's going for regular uh, body waxing. She's being treated by a dermatologist for acne. She's had all these things affecting her physically, and she can't seem to get it under control. She's incredibly unhappy and self-conscious, it starts to affect her mentally and she becomes depressed. So what does her mom do? Brings her to a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist doesn't know if doesn't know much, if anything, about the brain effects of ovarian hormones and rarely checks any hormone levels. The brain symptoms resulting from, P- from uh, PCOS hormone imbalances are missed. Even worse, 
some of the antidepressants uh, or mood-stabilizing medications that are commonly prescribed for depression in girls with PCOS aggravate the hormone imbalances. So now... In addition to being on birth control pills to try to regulate her cycles, going on one diet after another to try to lose weight, working out, doing sports, taking exercise classes, blah, 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 to try to prevent more weight gain, going to an electrologist for facial hair removal, going for regular body waxing, being treated by a dermatologist for acne. The girl is now seeing a psychiatrist for anti-depression medications. And still the girl is walking around with PCOS and doesn't know it. Now, somewhere along the way, the girl and her mom find their way to me and their world changes. I only have to ask the following questions. Have you ever had regular periods? Do you have lip, chin, sideburn hair, excess body hair? Do you have back um, blackish patches of skin, either under your armpits or uh, the back of the neck? Do you have acne or acne-like breakouts on your forehead, chest, and back? And did your weight gain come on slowly, you know, a little at a time, or rapidly? As soon as they answer these questions, and before they can say anything else, I start reciting to them every single thing that I just spoke about for the last few minutes. Every single thing from top to bottom. And, and, and I mean this seriously. And I almost like quote, let, let me guess, Mrs. Smith. First, your daughter's pediatrician referred you to a gynecologist because, and then he or she put your daughter on birth control pills. Then, as I see here from the long list of clients that your daughter has been on, she went on one diet after another over the last several years. Then along the way, I'll bet you took her to an electrologist, then for body waxing, then to a dermatologist or other skincare specialist for the acne. And since I see the antidepressant meds listed here on the questionnaire, I assume your daughter was also under the care of a psychiatrist. Is that, is that right? End quote. And folks, I hit the, the bullseye every freaking time. The mother and the daughter, they look at me as I've been a, as if <laughs> I've been a fly on their wall in their lives throughout the entire time that they've been trying to deal with an issue that still has never been mentioned. The girl's hormones are imbalanced because of the PCOS with male hormones playing a more dominant role so she gained weight. The fat itself produces more hormones, which provides greater imbalance more male-dominant hormones, so she gained more weight. She tried to diet, she underate, her metabolism slowed, and she gained more weight. She became depressed, she ate more than she should to comfort herself, and she gained more weight, not only because of excess calories, but also because her insulin isn't working officially. So in other words, the girl has been through the ringer, which is what I started to say at the very outset of this podcast. Again, I'm going to quote this. Mrs. Smith, I bet good money on the fact that your daughter has PCOS, and I go and I explain in detail in an easy-to-understand manner, you know, what PCOS is. Your daughter is insulin-resistant, which is the early stages of diabetes. You must take her to an endocrinologist to either confirm what I believe is the issue or to rule it out, end quote. That's the conversation that I have with almost every parent. So help me God, folks, and I cannot tell you how many girls who never heard of PCOS until that moment with me, they took my advice, they saw an endocrinologist who ended up diagnosing PCOS, and they were relieved. 
to at least know uh, that they were now in the right and good hands of the medical specialists who could help them, you know, uh, complemented by how I could help them as well. It is my opinion that pediatricians are too quick to refer to a gynecologist. The, and and, and the, the ovaries are the turf of gynecologists, yes, of course, but more specifically with a focus on pregnancy and birth, on surgical approaches to correct gynecological problems like fibroids, endometriosis, and cancers. It is the endocrinologist, however, who focuses on the endocrine disorders like the thyroid and diabetes management, including insulin resistance. So as I tell my clients, the endocrinologist is the medical professional who specializes in all things hormonal and who can best work with a PCOS patient to get their hormones balanced. For more specific information on this subject, including uh, the relationship between carbohydrates and insulin resistance and their connection to PCOS, which I'm not, I'm not going to go into here, I refer you uh, to the article at my website, Polycystic Ovary Syndrome. And as I say in that article, there's no cure for PCOS. It's, it's for life. It is, however, absolutely manageable and it is absolutely possible to lose weight. I know this because I've helped countless number of teens and young women with PCOS to not only lose weight, but to keep it off as well. Maintaining a slim, healthy weight is crucial uh, to being in control of PCOS or it will be in control of you. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's podcast, you can email me at info at fatchatpodcast.com, or you can send a Twitter message uh, to me at waitnomoredc or at listen to fat chat. If you'd like to keep up with all the good stuff we do and the info we provide, you can visit our website at waitnomoredietcenter.com. And you can sign up there for our free monthly electronic newsletter and or to receive our weekly podcasts via email. Until next week, I'm Lori Boxer, Weight No More Diet Center. And remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. Mm -hmm.